the City Hill podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. Hey, I hope you're really enjoying the art exhibition that we've been having at City Hill, London. I really hope you enjoy this piece. Now, this piece you're looking at right here, for me, this is no exaggeration. I know there are historical pieces of art that have been by some of the most famous artists in the world that have had religious connotations and centered on Jesus and on religious beliefs. But I just want to throw out a hugely uh, powerful claim that I'm not exaggerating in any way, shape or form. And it may shock you, but this is the greatest, most important piece of art you could ever look at as a Christian. This has the absolute potential to do more in your life than anything I could ever say or do. But I'm going to say a few things that hopefully will empower you and this piece to transform the way you live your entire life. And at this moment, that probably sounds extreme, but I believe it's not. So a rich, like not rich, a lawyer, a young hotshot lawyer, he wanted to test his legal skills against Jesus. And he said, what must I do? to get eternal life. Eternal life being for them, not just the idea of um, heaven or longevity, but also of quality. What must it? What must I do to truly be alive, to be in harmony and peace with God and man and everyone else? And Jesus says, you know the law. So the law of God is instruction. You know what is written in the law, what's written, because everyone has what's written. It's not different for anyone else. It's all the same law. Everyone has that. The next question Jesus says, he says, how do you read it? The reason that's an amazing, amazing statement is because there is a commandment that starts off with the Hebrew word for here, which means, uh, which is the Hebrew word is Shema, here. And so Jesus says, how do you read it when we translate in our Bible? But no doubt in conversation in that moment, and especially the answer the lawyer fires back, tells me he had to have said here. Because literally, the young hotshot lawyer testing his skills against Jesus quotes back what is the Shema, the Shema, Shema, here. So Jesus says, how do you read it? How do you hear it? So I know what's written, but how is it coming to life for you? How is it lived out in you? How are you hearing it? How do you see it? How do you live it? And he says, you're to love God with everything that you are, mind, body, soul, the lot, every bit of energy you have, you love God with that. And Jesus says, you're right. You do this and, you, and you'll and you be alive. You'll be alive. You'll know what it truly means to be alive. And, and the conversation, I mean, I wish it ended there because that's where it, it, it could end. But the lawyer had said, love God with all you are and your neighbor as yourself. Because actually, if you love God with all you are, that's a given. It has to flow out to others. It can't just stay between you and God. Otherwise, you're not loving God with all you are. Because God isn't, isn't, isn't insular. He's outward. He's missional. If he wasn't so, Jesus never comes to the cross. Because it's not his problem. He's outward. So he says, who is my neighbor? Wow. And, and that's not really a question of actually, who do I have to love? That's a question of, who don't I have to love? Who can I get away with passing by? Who can I get away with not loving? And so then the story of the Good Samaritan comes about. People passing by. I know it's acceptable 
for this guy to pass him by in this scenario. He's busy, he's got a lot on his plate. He's a really religious leader. He can't go and stop and tend to him. He can't go and do this, can't do that. These people are above him. Yeah, they should, but yeah, I get it. In culture, it's not appropriate, whatever. But then he gives you the most shocking character of all. He says the Samaritan comes along, takes care of him, bands up his wound, puts him on his animal, takes him to the innkeeper, pays the money, any extra cost incurred, I'll come back, I'll pay for it all. And Jesus says, well, who was the neighbor to the man? And the man says, the one who showed him mercy. He couldn't even say Samaritan because the racial tensions and the racism between the two was so high, he couldn't even say the Samaritan. He, he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. I mean, talk about a powerful, powerful story. But it all stems around how do you hear it? So Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Hear, Shema, Shema, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words I command you shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be on the frontlets of your eyes. They, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And then God flows into some like, amazing blessings. You're going to throw their way as they move into promised land and, and all this kind of cool jazz. But this right here is considered the greatest command. And this is what you need to hear. Hear, O Israel. And the interesting thing is about, it's not just what's written, but it's how you hear it. So in Christian circles, all I've ever heard is about you love God with all that you are. I've never, ever heard anyone charge me with this needs to be a conversation I have all day from when I get up, all through the day when I'm walking about, when I get home. This needs, I never knew I needed to have a poster up in my house. I never knew I needed to have it on the gate. I never knew it had to be on my hand. I never knew it had to be on my frontlets and my eyes. I never knew I had to diligently teach my kids this. You know, no one talks about it. It's just love God with all you are. Yeah, he has these specific guidelines of stuff that really matters. And so that's why I said to you, this piece of artwork, you really should grab a copy. You really should grab one today. And if you're listening to this because you do have one and, you, and you're recapping, I really hope this has blessed you. And I really hope you give it the opportunity for it to bless you and speak to you. Because you could just put it up by your front door so that every day on your way out, you see it. And every day on your way back in, you see it. Because the idea of this, that it's a visual reminder, a visual aid, a piece of art that speaks, that lives out into your life. And the reason this brilliant piece of art that Andre Anderson did for my book and why I have it up here today for City Hill is because if you allow what you hear to shape the way you see and the world around you, the way you think and the way you live and in their actions on their hand, the way you act, the way you do everything will change. It will change. Because you'll come home some days, you'll see that post on the wall and you go, oh my gosh, I just totally passed by every opportunity I had to love people. Just like the rich or the upcoming hotshot lawyer who thought he had all the answers until it came to the nitty gritty and he was someone who passed people by. Wow. Oh God, today I passed people by. I should have been hearing you. I should have been loving you. There are those opportunities I'll never get again. And then the next day as you walk out, you're going, God, don't let me pass by these opportunities to love you. Love you through the opportunities, the people that I encounter, the sacred moments right in front of me. And then also as you come back in, not being beat up by failure, but realizing my family is in this building. My 
like the people I live with are in this building. It may not be your family. It may be someone you're dating. It may be um, just people you like flat share, house share. It could be all different kinds of scenarios of where you live. But you remember this is your family and that you love God through loving them. And it could open your entire life to a whole new way of living, a way where you truly start to feel alive. This is the greatest commandment. In the words of Brett the Hitman Hart, who used to say, I'm the best there was, the best there is, the best there ever will be. This commandment is the best there was, the best there is, the best there ever will be. And Jesus affirms it. When the guy says Shema and answers him with the Shema, Jesus says, you're right, you'll live. This is what it truly means to be alive. The conversation only goes south when he starts trying to duck out of loving certain types of people. And then Jesus brings up a type of person he definitely would have ducked on road and says, this guy's the hero who stops and loves. And this is what you need to do if you want to know what it truly means to be alive. Brothers and sisters, don't miss out. Get in on the Shema, on the hearing revolution. The great thing is, if you do it daily to a daily rhythm, daily conversation, daily movements, is you're going to hear different things from God every day. And different opportunities will become more and more alive to you in those moments to share the right words with the right people. You may not see the most significant change you want to see, but by doing this daily rhythm, I'm telling you, things are going to change. Things are going to change. Things of real worth are going to come to fruition in Jesus' name. Amen. It's not what is written. It's what you hear. May you hear him. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london.